Welcome everyone, I'm Joel Van Hoogen, and this is the Bread of Life. This is a program of the International Disciple-Making Ministry Church Partnership Evangelism. You can go to traincpe.org to learn more about our work in over 40 different countries. You can also find us through the links at breadoflifeboise.org, where you'll learn about our local missions fellowship. For now, we take our Bibles in hand, and I'll invite you to turn to John chapter 14. The lesson today was recorded at the home office, but it was sent out during this time of quarantine with a message of promised peace from the Lord Jesus just before he went into the storm of the cross. Our Lord's peace is resilient. It thrives outside the tranquil scenes in the turmoil of a fallen world. I'm going to attempt to recount for you a sermon that I wrote just the other day on the peace that the Lord Jesus offers you. It's taken from John chapter 14, verses 27 through 29. Usually when you give an introduction to a message, you try to tap into some sense of felt need. Maybe knowing that the topic is peace in the place of anxiety and worry, and watching this from your quarantined homes where your future is all uncertain to you, you'll be motivated to listen to what I want to talk to you about. Uh, It's possible that you've found a sense of peace by just convincing yourself that whatever sickness is out there is not going to come near your door. Maybe you're at peace because uh, you uh, you have confidence that the stock market and the economy is going to bounce back. Uh, Maybe you've told yourself that uh, you're in a good state because you were one of the people that got ahead of the game and did all your shopping, and you're the one who bought up all the toilet paper. And so you're, you know, you're at peace. But I'm going to suggest to you that that's, that's not a sufficient peace for everything that you're going to face in life and all the uncertainties that you're going to face in life. And what we're going through right now is just underscoring a reality and making it clear to us. I'm sure many of you have thought, I don't know what's going on. This is all very confusing, and I don't know what the future holds, and it holds, and I don't know how this is going to play out. And... I think that's how life is, actually. We don't know what the future holds, and we don't know how it's all going to play out. And ultimately, we're going to face not only the trials and difficulties of life, but we're going to come to our death one day or another. And on those occasions, how the stock market's doing is not going to matter. And uh, your confidence in your good constitution and your good health is going to crumble away at some point in time. And you won't care what you've hoarded and what you've loaded up and what larder you have in your, um, in your storage bin at that moment in time. And you're going to need a peace that is substantial and a peace that will overwhelm all the sources of temporary peace you may have received from this life. And you're going to need a peace that doesn't somehow just touch you in different points in your life, but that is complete and holistic and reaches to the very core of your being. And that's the peace that Jesus Christ offers us. Let me read to you John chapter 14, verses 27 through 29. Keep in mind as I read these words to you that the Lord Jesus is speaking to his disciples just before he goes to the Garden of Gethsemane and a sequence of events begins to take place in which they will be uh, torn apart emotionally as they watch Christ being put on trial and being beaten and being crucified and being buried. And as they're about ready to go into this moment. For the Lord Jesus is giving his last words before them before they go to the Garden of Gethsemane, where this all will begin to take place. Uh, At this moment, before they go, the Lord Jesus speaks to them 
these words of peace. He says, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. You've heard me say I'm going away and coming back to you. If you love me, you would rejoice because I said I'm going to the Father. For my Father is greater than I. And now I've told you before it comes that when it does come to pass, you may believe. Let me get to my verse point that I want to make to you. And it's simply this. The peace that Christ gives us is his gift to us. Peace is Christ's gift to us. It is his to give. It's ours to receive. The very last words that the Lord Jesus basically says to his disciples before he goes to the cross is, Peace I give to you. The very first words that the Lord Jesus will proclaim to them after he rises from the dead and he enters into a room where they're hiding behind locked doors is, Peace be with you. You can read it in John chapter 20 verse 19. The idea of peace in the Bible has two different concepts. It has two different points of understanding. And the first point of understanding is that this peace is a peace of wholeness. It's a peace that brings to us fulfillment or completeness. And in a world in which we're constantly being broken down and fractured and torn apart by the trials and difficulties, Jesus Christ offers a peace that brings to us wholeness and completeness and a unity of existence. The other idea in peace, behind the peace of the Bible, is the idea of a wholeness not simply in our own being, but wholeness between two individuals. It's the wholeness of relationship. It's the completeness and wholeness of being in a reconciled relationship with someone where they experience love. It carries with it the idea that we do not, because of our sin, have peace with God. That there is an estrangement between us and God. There's a point of disconnect, a profound point of disconnect between a holy God and unholy men. And yet, the Lord Jesus is promising to us peace with God, wholeness with God. A wholeness that brings us into a relationship with the God who has revealed himself as love, as transcendent love. And so this peace is an exuberant thing because it brings us into a relationship with transcendent love, with the transcendent God. Now listen to that. It's a peace that offers us wholeness in our personhood, completeness in our personhood, fulfillment in our purpose as persons. And at the same time, it's a peace that offers us a positive, reconciled relationship with a holy God that we've sinned against, but a God who loves us and a God who would bring us into deep, profound, loving relationship with him. How do we put this together? It's simply saying this. Jesus offers us a peace of existential wholeness and the peace of transcendent, exuberant, loving relationship with God. Now, the next words that Jesus says is, I'm going to give you this peace, and it's a peace that the world can't give you. It's a peace that the world can't offer you. The kinds of peace that the world offers are circumstantial, as we've said. They're temporary. They're shallow. They don't reach to the depth of our being. But the peace that the Lord Jesus offers us is a peace that is not circumstantial. It's a peace that's substantial. It's a peace that overcomes every set of circumstances. And it's a peace that leaves us sustained in a love relationship with God. 
Take your Bibles and go to Romans chapter 8. Let me read to you verses 35 through 38. Turn there with me. I have it on the screen right behind our camera here. And I'll read it with you once you get there. Romans chapter 8, verses 35 through 38. Paul is writing to the Christians in Rome who are enduring profound persecution. They are, as Paul is going to say in this text, they're experiencing uh, going and being led away by the powers of Rome like sheep that are being carried away to slaughter. And yet, in the midst of this circumstance, here is the substantial peace that God gives them. Here's what Paul says. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? As it's written, for your sake we're killed all day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Yet in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. What is Paul saying? We have realized through Jesus Christ the gift of peace, and nothing, no circumstance, can take away the substance of of the peace that Jesus Christ has given us and we've received from him. His peace envelops us in the relentless, unending love of God. That's peace. The world offers us temporary peace. What Jesus Christ gives us is everlasting peace. So when the prophet Isaiah was giving the names from the Messiah before he came, 700 years before he came, he listed four names. He called him Wonderful Counselor. He called him Almighty God. The fourth name was the Prince of Peace. The third name, Everlasting Father. The Lord Jesus is offering us a peace that rises and comes to us out of his own nature, out of his own character. He is everlasting. He is the everlasting God. He is the everlasting Father. In John chapter 14, verses 8 and 9. Jesus says to his disciples, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. The everlasting Father gives us an everlasting peace. It's not a temporary thing. It lasts forever. The third piece that I want you to notice or emphasis here is that the, the world's peace is shallow. It may at times touch us brilliantly in one point or another, but it dissipates and it never completely touches us at the core of our being, at the spring of who we are, but the peace that the Lord Jesus Christ finds us at the depth of our being and sounds itself out through the whole of our being. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 23, Paul says this, Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you or make you holy completely. May your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. That's peace. That's profound, 
wonderful peace that pervades to every part and substance of your being. The peace that the Lord Jesus offers us is holistic. It gets down to the invisible you that nobody else sees. It touches the spirit of your life uniquely for who you are. God's peace through Jesus Christ reaches into the depth of your being and expands to the outer edges of your existence. It leaves no part of you untouched with the wholeness and completeness and fulfillment of purpose that comes through Jesus Christ. The God of all peace brings that to you. That's the peace that Jesus Christ has come to give us. This substantial, unending, life-pervading peace. This peace that is existentially holistic. This peace that is bringing us into a transcendent love relationship with God. And Jesus says, I give it to you. Now listen. He gives it. But you have to receive it. And to receive it, you have to acknowledge, I don't have it without him. I do not have this peace. I don't have this satisfying peace without him. To receive what he gives, you have to recognize, I can't earn it. I can't work for it. I can't merit it. You don't work for what's given. You receive it with an empty hand, as needed, as necessary. You're going to have to honestly look in your life. And you're going to have to say, and you're going to have to surmise that I've never come close to realizing in my life the peace that Jesus Christ is offering me right now at this moment. Well, thank you for listening to the Ministry of the Bread of Life. To learn more about our ministry, let me suggest you go to one of two websites. First, go to traincpe.org. Traincpe.org to learn more about the work we're doing all over the world to equip and engage the body of Christ in personal evangelism, discipleship, and church planting. Or to learn about our work in your community, go to breadoflifeboise.org. Until the next time, God bless you.